Hello and welcome to the next episode in the Shoesmiths podcast series on the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on industry. My name is Alex Friston and I'm an associate in the Business Crime and Compliance team. Today we are delighted to be joined by Elliot Bishop who is the Joint Head of the Marine and Aviation Group here at Shoesmiths specialising in litigation. Today we'll be discussing with Elliot the impact of COVID on his clients and his work as a lawyer. We'll be asking him some questions about wider experience of the pandemic, any lessons learnt, the ultimate aftermath, and then some thoughts towards the public inquiry, which is set to commence its first public hearings in June. So, Elliot, thanks for joining us today. Could you just tell me a little bit about yourself and why you've joined us today? Thank you, Alex, and thank you for uh, inviting me to take part uh, in this podcast. As you rightly say, I, uh, I'm joint head of the Marine and Aviation team here at Shoesmiths, where I specialise uh, in marine and aviation litigation. Uh, to that end, I have uh, essentially three uh, client uh, categories. I act for uh, banks who lend on uh, marine and aviation assets, for insurers, uh, or their assureds, depending on whether we have a conflict. And finally, we act for the trades supporting the marine and aviation uh, sector, um, typically uh, marinas, uh, or uh, yards uh, and flying schools, that, that that kind of sector. Thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, so the beast that is COVID and over the last sort of couple of years would probably allow for a quite a longer session than we're having here today, especially with what you said there in terms of the sort of clients you deal with and what you deal with on a day-to-day basis. And especially given how hard hospitality was hit as a whole and, and the marine sector. Um, it'd probably be prudent for us to begin from the start. So how did the announcement of the first lockdown, so way back in March 2020 now, initially impact you and your clients? Um, I think from a personal basis, uh, to begin with, we're probably all in the same boat in that we all kind of saw this lockdown coming. We all listened to the news prior to lockdown and the and the clamours from uh, Parliament for this to happen. Um, Personally, I suspect, um, or I think my own gut feeling was it would never happen. Uh, I just couldn't believe it was ever going to to come to the United Kingdom in the same way that it was hitting mainland Europe, um, naively. Um, in terms of my clients, I suspect they probably had a, a similar inclination. Um, and having spoken to them since, uh, the the response was initial shock and confusion. But the client base that you have uh, we've discussed at the beginning of, of this podcast um, had a, an excellent communication internally and externally. And once we were all sent home and got used to remote working and discovered uh, the likes of Zoom and subsequently uh, Teams, things settled down. Um, and that was true of uh, management within our clients and lower down the ranks in terms of their staff. So as with us as lawyers, the same with our clients, it settled down and we cracked on. We absolutely did crack on, but how, how easy do you think it was for yourself and your clients and specifically clients that might not have had that access to your working from home provisions, your Zooms and, and, and so on and so forth? How easy do you think it was for them to adapt to the new measures that were introduced um, as a result of the pandemic? I think it was probably, I mean, hindsight, um, which is a wonderful thing, it was extremely easy. Uh, at the time, it appeared to be daunting. I can vividly recollect 
uh, jumping in a taxi from the office with boxes of all my uh, files and books and what have you, um, and was extremely concerned as to what was going to happen the following morning as to how uh, work will continue. But it did, um, and it did in hindsight and at the time. Uh, it worked very well, and certainly in terms of my clients, I think in most cases, it was pretty much the same. Business as usual was um, the message that was put out by the client base that I act for. There was obviously a huge surge in COVID-related questions uh, from those clients, but there was robust communication between clients uh, and their own clients, uh, if you like, Um Frequently asked questions, FAQ pages were quickly put up on uh, client websites. And I think our clients managed spectacularly well in all the circumstances. And you, you say about there being sort of huge surging questions. And as lawyers, people and clients specifically often see us sort of a fountain in knowledge, I suppose you could say. What were your top priorities then when you were trying to manage the impact uh, of the pandemic to sort of soften the blow um, on those on those clients in particular? I think the, the most important thing for the client base that I act for as a litigator um, was my clients needed the reassurance that we were still here. We were still able to do our job and life was going on as normal. And I think um, whether that's internally as a, as a law firm and, uh, in our team and externally towards our clients, I think once everyone got wind that that was basically the case that it was life as usual, albeit with a few dramatic changes, it was business as usual and things settled down fairly quickly and we got on with it and our clients got on with it and nothing was affected. Uh, I think in, in fairness, um, I can't think of any particular event or circumstance from a litigation perspective that changed in any significant way that affected the way we work. Um, we may talk about things a little bit later in this podcast about uh, a trial I did uh, uh, for a for an insurer uh, over uh, Teams, um, which was a first. Um, but by and large, but the, the the point being, uh, certainly at this stage of the podcast, was that trial went ahead, uh, which was important. It was important from a lawyer's perspective that timetables were not being changed from a client's perspective. They knew a trial was going to happen. Uh, it was business as usual. Uh, absolutely. And I think that's what I was going to start talking about next, actually. So a bit more about that trial would be brilliant. So you speak about your role as a litigator and you know, looking a bit more specifically then at the court system, hearings, tribunals and, and, and trials and so on and so forth. You know, what were the overall communications within the industry? Um, you know, were there any guidance, policy that you and your clients could look to? I wouldn't go that far. Um, in terms of hearings, uh, my hearings as a marine litigator are all done out of the Admiralty Court uh, here in London. Um, and since during the lockdown period and since, all hearings of less than an hour post lockdown continue to be online over a team's video call. That has been one massive change uh, to the way we work. It has led to a complete reduction in costs, uh, which is a positive uh, for our clients. There's no more journey times to court or waiting outside courtrooms. 
so that is a, a steep change uh, that I think has been welcomed across the board. Um, those are for hearings of an hour or less. In terms of trials, of course, we are now back uh, to have um, proper live trials in a courtroom. The, the one that I mentioned was my one and only trial uh, during lockdown, and that was held over Zoom. I have to say that was difficult. Um, to to be staring at a screen for a prolonged period of time, the, the judge also had difficulty um, because the the line it was at the early days of uh, of lockdown, the connection wasn't particularly brilliant. The one of our witnesses was based abroad, who had language difficulties anyway, um, and if that was done live, there is no two ways about it that I think his evidence would have been better received uh, by the tribunal, but uh, it was uh, what it was. And the trial proceeded over, I think, three or four days uh, with a judgment subsequently thereafter. That's brilliant. That's really interesting. Thanks for that. Have you got any more sort of interesting anecdotes that our listeners might be interested in, in hearing about? Not many I can share, but there was one uh, particularly interesting case uh, that uh, came about as a result of uh, the lockdown regulations and I was instructed to act on behalf of the owner of a Cirrus which is a small plane uh, which has an inbuilt parachute. The plane unfortunately had to uh, come down and uh, landed on water, its parachute was deployed. Uh, both passengers uh, got away scot-free I'm pleased to say but it did lead to a claim by the owner of uh, the plane against its insurers for the damage done. And um, without giving uh, too many uh, of, of the facts away, the insurers decided to decline the claim on the basis that the owner of the plane, who was the pilot, uh, and his uh, co-pilot, if you will, who was his guest on board in the cockpit, were not related. Uh, and as such, they were in breach of the COVID regulations by being in such close proximity uh, to each other. And the underwriters of the plane said, well, that wasn't allowed under the COVID uh, regulations. And they proceeded to decline the claim. Uh, at that point, the owner of the plane uh, came to me. Um, uh, the rest is history. And dare I say, the, the claim was paid out. And did you see anything sort of similar to that as well? Because that's, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. No, I think that was, uh, in fairness, probably the, the one and only uh, case of that nature that came across my desk. Unbelievable. So just moving on now sort of to a post-pandemic world, I suppose, dare I call it, what actions have you and your clients taken now to try and get business back to that pre-pandemic level? Talking to uh, insurer clients uh, of mine, I think uh, they've told me that um, levels are still well above uh, pre-pandemic levels now. So that, that side of the industry in terms of writing new business is now back to where it was, if not stronger. They're expecting a, a, a tail off towards the end of, of this year, uh, but the appetite uh, to, to get afloat or, or get in the air remains strong. Um, what we did see during the pandemic, if you like, when people had their recreational activities completely limited was flying schools started to boom in terms of demand from people wishing to learn to fly. Uh, and I think to this day, 
which is a long time away since lockdown, there remains uh, a shortage of slots for lessons and a shortage of uh, aeroplanes for flying schools um, to, to teach. And that has been certainly one big impact of, of the pandemic and a positive uh, from their perspective. But I think in general terms from both marine and aviation, what we are now seeing is certainly an increase in activity across the sector. Um, needless to say, um, whilst there is obviously a, a hiatus in terms of the amount of litigation that we're seeing at the moment because of a tail till that starts to come through, uh, dare I say, undoubtedly, it will result uh, in litigation uh, once things get back to normal in that regard as well. It's not so often we hear a, a positive to that answer. So so thanks for that. And yeah, you were saying before as well that sort of back to back to where it was industry and if not stronger. Just flipping it on the other side, do you think there's any sort of lessons to be learned as a result? I think we as lawyers and the, the clients that we in marine and aviation service learned a great deal uh, in the way that we do our work um, and the way our clients do business, which I think trade changed quite dramatically. Um, our clients now engage with the staff, with their staff, probably on a more regular basis. Uh, than they did. Um, and I think we saw that even here at Shoesmiths. There was more getting together, albeit remotely. And I think that has continued uh, both uh, within our own firm, but also amongst uh, our client base. Um, and our clients tell us uh, pretty regularly uh, that they're in more contact with their staff and their views are taken into consideration uh, that much more, which is never a bad thing. Um, one client told me that um, as an international underwriter, um, from a UK perspective, they are mostly now back in the office, uh, working um, office based, but in other countries, it's uh, not as strong and it's 50-50 between office and home work split. And now just sort of picking up your crystal ball, I, I suppose you could say, what are your predictions for the future of your specialist industries, especially now post-pandemic? From, from my client's perspective, everything that I'm hearing is on the positive side, uh, as much as it can be in terms of, it sounds like business is getting back to normal. One can't ignore the impact of um, the war in Ukraine of uh, a cost of living crisis, uh, an inflation, a high rate of inflation, all of which uh, are factors that have come about since uh, lockdown. Um, and I think if it were not for those additional factors, I think we'd be in a completely different place. But those things we're already seeing uh, a, a fall in the headline rate of inflation. I think we're seeing interest rates get back to um normal if that's the right way of putting it um so i i i repeat that i i think our clients will continue to see their own industries uh, improve business levels increase and as a, a lawyer specializing in litigation for those industries i i suspect whilst i was uh, busy throughout covid busy with cases that I had on prior to lockdown, um, my own litigation field will again also pick up as those business, as our clients' business levels 
also get back to normal and we see the usual problems that we were so used to seeing pre-lockdown uh, re-emerge, whether that's um, borrowers not paying their loans on their boats and planes, whether it is uh, casualties uh, at sea with people's boats or issues with people's planes. We will see more and more of those as the world gets back to normal, which is no bad thing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Thank you for that. So as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, the COVID inquiry uh, is due to commence its public hearings in June. We're still very much in the early stages and have only witnessed preliminary hearings at the time of recording for modules one, two and three. Very intrigued as a firm, obviously, to see how it's going to be panning out over the course of what we expect to be a couple of years at, at least. Do you anticipate any of your clients to be active in the inquiry? A very good question. I've spoken to, to many of my clients on this and perhaps listeners will find it surprising that um, my client base as a whole, to my knowledge, hasn't been invited to take part in the inquiry, which I think is a shame and could leave a gap. Um, whether it is marinas or whether it's, as we touched upon earlier, flying schools or, or, or th these industries were significantly impacted by COVID for either negative or positive reasons. There's a lot of learnings that, that can come out of that, uh, whether it was boat owners who were going to their boats uh, to maintain them during COVID and whether that was appropriate that they should have been allowed to or not, and the impact that not maintaining their boats because people were under the impression that they couldn't uh, has led uh, to difficulties for boat owners um, on negative side and from a positive side, um, seeing industries flourish uh, as a result uh, of COVID, whether uh, such as we touched upon earlier in terms of people adopting uh, new um, and new hobbies, whether that's people buying boats, uh, people learning to fly. Uh, I think that is an impact of COVID, whether it's a negative or a positive that shouldn't be ignored. There was a boom uh, in terms of secondhand boat sales uh, during uh, the pandemic and a complete shortage of new builds because people literally had or couldn't go away. Air travel was completely restricted. And one sector of society, albeit a small sector of society, had the ability to go and purchase significant assets, whether it is uh, boats or small planes. And that, that industry or those industries actually did exceptionally well. And that was, uh, as I say, it's a, it's a strange offspin uh, of lockdown to many, uh, but it was an impact. And I think it's a shame to that extent um, that the inquiry doesn't hear that side of the story as well. Completely agree. Well, watch this space, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Well, that's all from us today. Thank you ever so much, Elliot, uh, for your time and your really interesting insights. Um, and to all listeners, please do keep your eye on our Shoesmiths COVID-19 hub on our website. And that's all from us for now. Thank you. Thank you.